Hello, friends. Thank you for joining uh, yet another episode brought to you by Share the Wealth. It is a, a joy of mine to talk to Joby and Lydia. And uh, Lydia, I've not known. Joby, I've known for almost 15 years now. We met when we were in Bangalore. Lydia is Joby's um, dear wife. And uh, Lydia happens to be from the US and uh, Joby happens to be from India. And they have now, uh, they have three kids and uh, they live in India. And it's it was wonderful to catch up with them and have a conversation about life in general and their relationship and how it shaped up over the years and you know how they met and you know how they prioritize God and how they look at family and you know the sacrifices that they have to make, the learnings that they've had. I can go on and on, but you know, I, I'd rather have you guys listen to the conversation. It was wonderful to catch up with the two of them. I was, you know, blessed uh, wonderfully with that conversation. It was wonderful to hear uh, both of them, and uh, you guys will enjoy as well. You know, um, strong relationships in the family form the foundation of the future generations and of society. And it's really wonderful to hear these um, this this couple. So take a listen, enjoy, and I will talk to you guys in the episode. I was reading an article, uh, and I'm following a guy called uh, Andy Crouch. Have you heard of those, that guy, yeah. Andy Crouch? I will send you his article after we speak today. He is uh, his um, he works in a company called Praxis Labs. Very nice, uh, Joby. You love him from how to approach business redemptively. Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, really cool. Uh, at work, how do you be redemptive? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, so he was talking about, he was talking about um, uh, this thing of compression, you know, communication compression, as he calls it. Mm -hmm. uh, what did he say exactly? Let me probably have written it down, hopefully. Uh, I don't know where I wrote it down, but he talks of compression. Yeah. Uh, like if you meet person to person, there are, he says, millions of cues, mm -hmm. like body language, you know, facial expression, and you are responding to a person face to face. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you get on to video, it, it like drastically brings it down. And yeah. if you get down to audio, it brings it down even more. Yeah. Right? Right. So it's uh, it's fascinating to see. Uh, so he was saying how we have lost out without actually knowing what we have lost out because of this crisis. It's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. So I always first of all, thank you so much for joining. You know, I really appreciate you guys taking this time, you know. So Lindsay was uh, Lindsay was very persistent. She's like, Joby and Lydia are in the US. Get their time. <laughs> when they come back to India, they'll be busy. So get them now. Get them now. You're in the same time zone. And Abhilash as well was kind of, you know, um, pushing. And that's how, you know, Joby and I got in touch. And uh, it was yeah. great to uh, thanks have for, you guys. Thanks for this, um, uh, Donald. And I know that Lindsay told me this sometime back. Uh, but it just getting it just got pushed out. But I'm glad that's no, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you guys are in a different context, so it's it's wonderful to have you guys in this context. And yeah, well, let's talk. So I always ask, uh, you know, my our guests to introduce themselves. So maybe briefly, you know, both of you take turns to introduce yourself and uh, you know how um, who you are and um, 
you know, what your little bit of your journey has been till now and, and maybe even together. Sure. Just mm. Okay, sure. Um, so um, to give a brief background, I grew up, um, I grew up in a Christian family. My dad was, my dad had a, he worked with the central government uh, of India. So we got transferred. He got transferred quite a bit because of which we moved around uh, India quite a bit. Uh, initially, honestly, did not like it at all because, you know, you don't stay in one school for a while. You just, the you know, you just make friends and then you hear that you're going to move to another place. So, uh, but in retrospect, uh, I'm very grateful for that because I feel over time I can just, you know, just meet somebody, make a, make a good, have a good friendship with them uh, and kind of, kind of adapt uh, to situations quicker uh, than what it would have been if I was just stuck to one place. Um, uh, so we we were in Mumbai, Cochin, Bangalore, uh, Delhi. Uh, uh, when when we got married, um, I was based out of Delhi, but we got married in Bangalore. And then in 2018, we moved base from Delhi to Bangalore, and uh, we are based out of Bangalore now. Um, yeah, that's. I, I, I'll pause there. Let Lydia talk, and then we'll we'll get moving from there. Um, I actually grew up in the Philippines. Um, my parents were doing work there, and so we moved back to the U.S. when I was in middle school. Um, and I, I suppose, in some ways, I am. I come from a typical American family, but in other ways, now I'm starting to realize we're not so typical. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in so I grew up, you know, like my mom and dad have kind of discipled me into the faith is the way that I like to talk about it, um, because they were very intentional about teaching us at home and um, about the word and living it out. Um, and once I started college, you know, like I moved uh, out of my mom and dad's house and like kind of was faced with the reality of life. Um, and the Lord was really gracious um, through a period of uh, I suppose you could say doubting or coming into my own of the faith. Um, I got involved in a church um, where they uh, were really, um, they were faithful to the word, but they were also really intentional about reaching out to communities. So I got involved with international students on campus. And that's kind of where I started thinking about what would it be like if I didn't do the typical uh, get a job right out of college and start on my career and meet a guy and get married. So I signed up for a program that um, sent me to join a team. And that happened to be, you know, in the sovereignty of God in, um, in Bangalore. And um, that's how we met. I started going to a local church there and um, we were involved in the same things. I had not the slightest intention of ever marrying an Indian. <laughs> but again, uh, in the words sovereignty and in his goodness, like, we're married now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a very short version. Yeah. And, and yeah. I'll try catching yeah. up with what Lydia mentioned. So um, my journey of faith, well, all those started when I was about 10 years old, where I, you know, lifted up my hand and said that I want to follow Jesus. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say that was not true. I think that was true to a to an extent. 
but I would say my, uh, what it really meant to follow Jesus uh, got clearer to me when I was about 15 or 16, when I realized how hopeless and how helpless in sin I am. And I can't do anything about it. Like I can, I can just decide to stay at home and not talk to anybody and not do anything and still sin, right? <laughs> so uh, that dawned on me later on. And uh, that kind of started that journey by the Lord's grace. Uh, and I was very, and the Lord was very gracious to really, um, even at church, even though some of the churches that I've been to have been very legalistic, so to say, but some of the uh, some of the folks my age, I'm slightly elder to me, were people who really were diving into the word and then debate things, argue things. And that got me really serious into uh, understanding the faith a lot more. And then I was also blessed while in college to be part of a, a group that Donald, you know of, uh, mm -hmm. where I was, I would say, very gifted to just learn the word have spiritual friendships, which I have grown over time to realize it's one thing to have accountability relationships and fellowship, but it's a whole different thing and a very valuable thing to have spiritual friendships that you can harbor in your life with other, uh, with a few people, not, not, not a lot of people, with a few people. Huh. And I think that, that journey, though I have fallen many times, uh, the Lord has been gracious to just continue that uh, journey uh, for me and uh, yeah I've just I've just been growing since uh, since you know since that time um, and then yeah so while I was um, there was one time when I decided to go to a particular church because of a friend of mine who wanted to go to church and he would go to church only because only if I was going. So it kind of became like, okay, I need to go to that church so that he would, so would come. And that happened to be the church Lydia started to go to. And that's, that's where, crazy. Uh, Lydia and I had a very, very formal, very formal formal relationship till the time she had to go back. Uh, but I had been praying for her about for about seven months before she left India. And she didn't know about it. Um, and to a point where uh, I was moving to Delhi. So I thought this is where the Lord's leading me, where we are not going to get married. And I was fine with that. In fact, there was a point when I prayed for somebody like her, but maybe somebody from the uh, Malayali context so that there's not enough, there's not a lot of drama going on. <laughs> and all of that. You know, I, I, I like less stress in my life. I'm a, so, And then, you know, while I was praying that I realized that, uh, you don't do that to God. You you let God do things, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, but yeah, her what draw what what drew me to her out of the many many things. But some of the key things were, uh, she was godly, and uh, um, she really lived in her life in Bangalore, even though she was there for only a brief time fully well like it was a full life that she lived it was not like oh i'm here for just for a period so i'll just do a few things and then get back home and then live my life there so that was one thing but just her uh we, we were part of a cell group and i i could in that cell group really see how she was growing because she would share the things that the lord is teaching her so that was an attraction so there are 
all of those things in the background. She didn't know about it. Uh, and then just before she left, I actually asked her straight up for marriage. Uh, <laughs> if you know anything about American dating culture, yeah. that is not the way it happens. I literally <laughs> almost dropped the phone because I was so surprised. Like I, I did not see it coming at all. Yeah, I, I straight up asked her that, hey, I've been praying about a life partner, uh, praying about marriage, and I wanted to uh, ask if, uh, you know, either, I, in my mind, I thought she might already have somebody that she's dating, and that would be fine. At least I would know clearly that this is not the way the Lord is leading, and, you know, that that'll be like a kind of a decision-making thing. Confirmation. Yeah, yeah correct. So, um I straight up asked her, "Hey, would you would you want to consider our relationship from a marriage standpoint?" Uh, to which she said, "I'll need to think about it." And I said, "You absolutely need to think about it." So, <laughs> no, give me an answer now. <laughs> and, and, and we don't, and we did not need, know each other from a personal standpoint, right? So we right, need right, to right. start to realize, you know, what are our foundational beliefs because those mm. things matter as we go forward. So, long story short, we kept kind of like a stopgap talk for a year, almost, almost a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. A few months. months. Yeah. About a few months. She took about three months to even get here. She uh, was on a cruise and she wanted to speak to her parents and also her mentors here about this whole thing. And I thought that was all great because in, if she came, if she came back to the U S discussed and in her context, if she says that we, I would like to, you know, explore what this means. I would really take it like an like an answer from the Lord that hey, this is His blessing on uh, directing it forward, which is what she did. Uh, honestly, my hopes were uh, not hopes, but my thoughts were that you know it's her context, uh, it's her family there. It's just easy for her to marry somebody there and just settle down there. It's just the easy thing. So I did not expect her honestly. Uh, if I'm really truthful, that's what I'll say. I didn't expect her that she would say a yes. Uh, but she said that, okay, you know, let's talk. So that's where we started talking and we kept like a stopgap kind of, a, I think we spoke twice a week or yeah, once, a week, twice a week. once a week or twice a week uh, for about a long time. And then uh, long story short, there was one point where we decided that things are getting serious because- Your parents said- Yeah, that's what, so yeah. that's, that's why I said long story short. Uh -huh. So my parents, initially they were like, what? And then they reached a point where they said, I don't know what's happening. Like my sister called me and said that, I don't know what's happening, but dad and mom seemed to have peace about this. So when that happened, I called up Lydia and said, I don't know what God is doing, but let's talk because kind of, let's kind of talk frequently now because we need to know if we're going to move forward or not. And things from there went really quick forward. Um, and then, yeah. And then I think of a year from there, we just got married. Yeah, that's awesome. Praise God. You know, uh, funny story from my side. The first time I asked Maya was I actually proposed marriage. <laughs> that's the yeah, you know, okay. yeah. same thing happened. Yeah, I actually bought a ring. I bought a ring, which was like silver ring. Really? And uh, it would, yeah, I bought a ring and said, will you marry me? It's like, uh, it didn't even go inside her finger. It was smaller. <laughs> <laughs> so she started to put it in a small pinky. <laughs> Things were, things were, you know, I, I think they were moving in a direction that, uh, you know, we, I felt it's, it's, uh, it's absolutely 
crazy. I prayed when I was a young man, Lord, I want to marry a Hindu girl. Like I prayed many, many years ago. I didn't even remember it. After many years after marriage, it's like the Lord reminded me, hey, I don't know if you remember. Wow. You prayed. Yeah, you prayed for marrying a Hindu girl. And um, and it, so, it just so happened that God yeah. listened to it and he wow. answered in his time. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, yeah you know, it, I mean, I, I would say that our relationship and our marriage is a testament. Okay, I hear Luke waking up. Mm. So Lydia will be just awake for a few minutes. No problem. No but, problem. Uh, I know our relationship is uh, a testament of the Lord's faithfulness because there, there were so many moving parts, mm -hmm. but just to see how the Lord has been gracious for us, for us, it's just a testimony of if not for God, it wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm not just saying this because it were good things that just happened, but just right. there are some things that you know that in, in all likelihood, this would not happen, but you know, if, if the Lord's blessing is on this, then it could, you know, and this was, there were a lot of scenarios. Lydia's parents could not come for the wedding uh, till the last moment and suddenly they can. And, you know, there were multiple things that came up. Uh, my parents having peace about this, which was a shocker to me. Um, mm. Also from a background that uh, I think they have known of some marriages, cross-cultural marriages that have not worked out. So, you know, that adds on the anxiety towards it yeah so uh, i know i i might have rambled a little bit but that's pretty no much no 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 not at all not at all and, and you know one of the statements that you make which is so true is when the lord's hand is on it um things either move fast or sometimes they slow down mm -hmm. right and uh for us the marriage <laughs> slowed down <laughs> it took us i know you probably know this uh, it took us like six years to get married Mm -hmm. uh, from the time I actually told yes to Maya told yes to me and then it took us so sometimes it slows down sometimes it moves fast so I'll give you an example it's like you know we, we wanted we said a lot are we ready to buy a house and he said yes 40 days mm -hmm. what 20, 35 days we already have a you know commitment to a house <laughs> so, yeah. you know fast and, and so yeah those two things kind of wonderfully yeah so how has it been, at least from your perspective, we can get Lydia's perspective in terms of this cross-cultural setup, um, you know, as you've begun your journey, how many years has it been now? You guys have married. This is the sixth year. Sixth year, and right? Fact, yeah. Just in about two weeks. Um, ah. June 30th. <laughs> yeah. June 13th is our date. That's awesome. Yeah. Good. good. June 30th yeah. is my mom's birthday. So I oh, never really? forget it now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think um, it has been it has been a huge blessing. Um, so the question, by the way, Lydia just came. So the question, yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to repeat the question just for that she also? Yeah, the question uh, is, uh, you know, cross-culturally, how has it been? Uh, I'm sure you guys are discovering still. Maya and I got married, you know, it's almost 13 years. I'm still discovering. So I'm sure you guys are discovering <laughs> certain aspects, right? So how has it been for you guys? Well, I would say um, one of the things that w when I looked at uh, it from, you know, the husband, the head of the home, that standpoint, 
one of the things that was strong in my mind is you know if this marriage needs to fall apart there we can give many reasons for it we can call it cross culture we can call it uh, you know different ideologies different world views you can you can do all of that so one of the when when i stepped into this marriage one of the things in my mind was that if there is a conflicting situation put yourself in the other person's shoe and then look at the situation uh just so that you understand that perspective and then you approach it uh and that has helped me a lot and this is something that i got as an advice and uh that has helped uh me a lot and i think us a lot as we look at marriage and i think one of the th- one of the foundational things we set up uh in our marriage was it's not about me her or us it's about how do we foster the gospel in our lives right mm-hmm. and every day is a testimony of that um and having said that i wouldn't say that you know we have not had our challenges we have uh we have had you know days where uh that are you know the typical uh a mar- typical things in marriage like you know some days are busy some days are uh tough uh d- children create bring in another dynamic to it so all of those aspects have been there but i think just being believers and looking at christ getting the preeminence in our lives is the most important thing and not you know yeah. me winning her winning uh and also consciously look at marriage that we don't take each other for granted i i would say that has helped a lot uh in our marriage but yeah. I, i would love to hear what you want Going to say to what you said i think um we kind of had an upper hand in some ways because it's so obvious that our cultures are different like yeah. I know American couples, one person is from the East Coast, one person from the West Coast. They don't think about the fact that they have cultural differences because they're both American. But mm. there's actually a big difference. Huge. And <laughs> but I think because for us it's like, oh, well, you're marrying an Indian, like you have to think about this. Mm. So we we overcommunicate on a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> that other couples may not even think about it because there are so many differences in from how cooking goes to how to host to how to put a baby down to sleep like there's a lot of those kind of things that i have had to say to myself does it really matter like does it really matter how we put what song we sing to the baby when he's going to sleep it doesn't really matter like his life is not going to change that much if he hears an american lullaby versus a malayalam lullaby does it make sense So there's a lot of those kind of things that I think over time we've just there are some things I'm like, you know what, it doesn't really matter. Some things he's like it's okay. I'm going to let this slide and we'll do it your way. Um but, but the on, fact is and I'm going to interrupt here but the fact is <laughs> the baby sleeps better with a malayalam lullaby. That is true. <laughs> true. So I have had to learn that. <laughs> um, oh god. But yeah, there's just a lot of those kind of things that I su- I suppose it's like that in most marriages you have to just consciously say it doesn't have to be my way. Right? Yeah. Which is really hard. That's part of the reason why I think marriage is so sanctifying and why it's so hard in the first few years when you're learning to live with somebody or learning to communicate with somebody on such an intimate level. Mm. Um yeah. you're going to have to give up some things. Yeah. But not um, foundational things. So that's mm. where I think that it was really awesome that we 
had such a, like our relationship was so long distance. That was a, a blessing actually. When we were on our calls, like after five minutes of, so how was work? And then what? So we kind of like, we were really, we had a lot of good practice in talking and really like thinking through what, like, what do we actually think about how finances should be managed? Or tell me about that. Tell me about your parents. What were they, what are they like when they're together? What about your brother? What about your sister? Like we talked about so many things that yeah. were foundational. Yeah. In and the beginning. I, and I'd just like to add on, I think we also have well, from one standpoint, cross-cultural can create a lot of challenges. I think the other standpoint is uh because there's because it is cross-culture, there you can take the best of both worlds That's and true. put it all That's together. True. So for yeah. example, and uh th this is not the greatest example, but example, our food can yeah. be a mix of southern <laughs> fried chicken with rice and okra. You know, or you know, so it, it, it can be as something as sim some something as simple as that to deciding that hey, should the baby sleep in a crib or on the bed? And we can actually see what is best yeah. in both cultures, yeah. uh, and and just yeah, because we have yeah. two different perspectives, we can yeah. just see what what works better. I remember some somebody telling me, and this will always be in my mind. Uh, uh, and when I told one of my really good friends. Uh, who's a believer, strong believer, uh, that uh, Lydia and I are planning to get married. He encouraged me by saying that, hey, me and my wife, we are Tamilians. So the this, the debates we might have will be about big rice or small rice. The debates y'all will have will be about bread or rice. But <laughs> that's all that there is. It's going to be as long as you're going to focus on Christ being glorified in the relationship, you will sort so, and I, he was saying a lot of that because I was genuinely concerned about cross culture before yeah. getting married. Yeah. And he was an encouragement uh, mm -hmm. uh, in, from that standpoint. Yeah. 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 So it's uh, fa fascinating to hear you guys talk. So you're saying the foundation is the same, which is Christ and the gospel and the mm -hmm. good news, right? So when you start to look at behavioral preference, and and what you've grown up with in terms of context, they're different. Right. And it's not going to be different in heaven, right? So if you read Revelation, you see that every nation, tongue, and tribe was there. So that that difference is there. And sometimes we put unnecessary pressure to, to just make everything the same. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But God values the difference but we get tripped up about the difference, right? So how do you balance between, so as you said, Lydia, you said that's not as important, but this you know, is more important than that, right? So how do you guys evaluate and judge based on issues around what's fundamental and what's you know, compromisable, if there's a word like that? You want me to go? That's a good question. Yeah, you go ahead. Sure. Well, I think, and th th this is something from the, this is from the New City Catechism. One of the questions uh, is what is our, I think it is, what is our hope in life and death? And uh, if I remember right, the answer was that, that we are not our own, but we belong body and soul to Christ. Mm. Uh, I think if we look at making our new family after marriage, uh, 
a better version of our pre our earlier family from a cultural standpoint, I think that would create a lot of rift because your objective is culturally fitting everything to make things best. Mm. Problem is there's another person coming in who has a different culture altogether and there's always a rift. I think in our marriage, the foundation is that we love God, that we are faithful in what we do and we foster the the gospel as a culture in our family. That's foundation. Mm -hmm. Everything else can be either the American version or the Indian version or a mixed version. Uh, do we put kids early, early <laughs> at 738 or like an Indian family do it at 1031? I feel it doesn't matter. It in the whole scheme of things, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Uh, what but what but we really prioritize and focus on what matters, uh, and I hope our kids also understand that mm -hmm. these are five or seven things that really matter to us as a family, and over and above that, you know, explore, be adventurous, mm -hmm. do however you want to do it, and I think, and especially when you look at the disciples, right? Each of the disciples that uh, Jesus had had different personalities. Mm -hmm. Peter had a very he was vigorous and had a leadership kind of a role. Whereas you'll find another disciple who was like, ah, you know, like John, I'll, I'll rather sit back. I, I, I'm not going outside. I'm going to sit back and write something. I, I think there is merit in all of that, but by keeping the foundation intact. So I think that's, that's what I would uh, answer to your question. But I would Lydia. say on top of that, though, there are a lot of things that we've consciously chosen to do um a, like because we're living in an indian context we have chosen to do some things more indian if i can put it in those terms um not necessarily because it's better or worse but because that's the community that we're living in and we want to be all things to all people in some sense mm. um, not that we're trying to please others or fit into other people's box but if there's a way that i can host people in our home to make them feel comfortable well it's probably going to make them more comfortable if i do things at least a little bit indian like mm. i should at least bring a cup of water like there's small things like that i think that we've purposefully chosen to do and even like there might be even slight differences in the way that we function when we lived in delhi versus when we moved to bangalore and i've even seen since we've been here in in the us for this month and a half there have been things that Joby has, um, like, he's kind of done things a more American way because that's kind of mm. how it's done. Not because mm. it's a right or wrong issue, but just like that's the way it's done and it's okay. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and if I can summarize that, I think, and I, I, I tell this to some of my uh, brothers to, you know, at church or um, in the study, I say, it's important that we have a high view of God and a lower view of ourselves. <laughs> it's just important. That's just, that's the only way this will work. The moment that flips and we have a higher view of ourselves and a lower view of God, uh, I feel in marriage or in anything, you'll just, you'll just. <laughs> <play>. <laughs> so. 
That's a great, that's a great point, actually. I was thinking, as you guys were thinking, the summary in my head is, you know, Jesus always focused on the other, right? Yeah. Um, my economics professor used to say, hey, whenever you think about others, you think of 70 them and 30 you. <laughs> you know, just, just flip the balance a little bit. Yeah. Right? And that's a very, he was a, he was a Christian. He was a Catholic. Um, his name was Chandi. He was in St. Philomena's, right? So, uh, you know, St. Philomena's, you know, the college um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. where I grew up, where I studied. And he would say, always think about the other person as 70 and then 30. Everything will be fine. Yeah. Um, so it's, a, it's Jesus's principles, right? Uh, love others as you love yourself. And, yeah. you know, but we'll never understand that unless we understand how the father has loved us through Christ and has given us his Holy Spirit, yeah. right? So that's awesome. So uh, I'm sure you guys face challenges. Uh, you know, what, what were some of the fundamental challenges that you faced before and after, right? So right. I'm sure, I don't know. So, yeah, before marriage and after marriage, right? So some of the fundamental issues that you've kind of spoken about uh, or you've kind of processed through, um, you know, Maya and I have had, tremendous fundamental challenges because we grew up in completely different contexts. We're not Christian context, right? So I grew up in a fully Christian context. My dad was a pastor. She grew up in a fully Hindu context. It was anti-Christian. So we had to work through a lot of foundational, fundamental level um, issues, right? It took us quite a number of years, actually, before marriage and after marriage. But I don't know if you guys have I know contextually it's different, India, US, but, you know, yeah. gospel, you know, uncle, I know uncle's, you know, um, faith and the way he lived, right? Um, I know a little bit about Joby's dad, uh, yeah. you yeah. know, the way he lived. But how, did you guys um, process through some or was that not too much? Well, from a pre-marriage point of view, we didn't, we didn't have time to have challenges because yeah. uh, we, all like our conversations were... Yeah, all our conversations were online, in fact, because we yeah, didn't difficult. have time physically yeah. Yeah. Uh, with each other. And, you know, since we had only a brief time, like about, I think, about one and a half years before marriage, we kind of needed to know each other. And so we went through, um, there's this uh, there's this renowned Bible teacher who has a few questions about marriage. So, and here's about 50 um, questions about to ask before getting married. Mm. Uh, we didn't answer just those questions, but if that question was about finance, we we kind of touched everything with regards to finance. If the questions was uh, question was regard to, you know, who leads the family, then we would touch everything about that, uh, go through that if we, so I think our pre-marriage was all about figuring, knowing, understanding each other. Yeah. Uh, and that was an essential part of us even getting married, because I think if we were very different, I don't think we would have gotten married to each other. Also, because since we were not physically close to each other, the infatuation side also was not very strong. Mm -hmm. uh, we we loved each other for sure from that standpoint, but uh, we had a better chance of getting away from each other because we were not physically yeah. uh with each other, but more online talking and discussing. Um, yeah, what would you say I think about? It is actually kind of funny how our families actually do seem similar, but I think mm. the two things that stand out to me that 
like his family functions differently than mine is probably in the area of like what well, kind of all is together but in the area of like how finances are done like i i don't want to say every indian family but money is pretty fluid in the extended indian family mm-hmm. like if brother needs to borrow some money no big deal you transfer it and he'll transfer it back or if so-and-so is uh, going for an operation they don't have the money yet like you just you give and take and it's very it's not mine does it make sense mm. i think that's a difference uh versus indian and american and i think also just the the concept of individuality in america i did not think of myself as very individualistic but the longer that we've been married and the longer i've been in indian culture i realized that that is a very um distinctly american um, value value to be individualistic and to be independent like right. i'll take care of it myself i don't need you to be butting into my business right i think as a i don't i think that i noticed a lot of that the individualism come in when i was like before we even started talking to each other just in my daily life in india noticing that about other families and mm. about with the girls that i met on campuses and stuff um but i think that those are probably the two distinct things that i would say are different yeah and i think american indian even from a from a communication point of view we have had to work on what does the other person understand better we're you both of us are talking in english but you know the other understand and i think those are areas that uh, initially i wouldn't by the grace of god it's, it was it didn't end up being like a huge challenge right. but we saw gaps where we had to be proactively we had to proactively ask the other person what did you exactly mean by that yeah so lydia's dad says something uh when when some when somebody <laughs> says can we do this so lydia's dad asks is it uv vv or mevi <laughs> right is it are you meaning that when you say we that you should be doing this or together let's do this or i should be doing this at some point uh so i think those things the communication aspect yeah. of it and we're still learning yeah. uh lydia sometimes says i'll be back in a minute and i kind of literally sometimes take it as a minute uh when actually she, she means maybe that five. maybe 5 maybe 5 minutes maybe you know 10 minutes so yeah and i'm sure lydia has things about me too where i say that hey this and then Uh, what she meant is not what uh, what i meant is uh, something and she understood something else so and i think there's also weird, like yeah. there this is not necessarily indian or um american but some families function in a very straightforward like this is what i need this is what we're talking about like let's be very open and honest no matter how angry or frustrated anyone gets we're family we're going to love each other through it yeah some families especially southern american families are like passive aggressive oh everything's fine <laughs> when actually i'm really frustrated with you right now so like there's that kind of dynamic that we've had to like figure out yeah and i think you know it's yeah, kind the, of a part uh, of marriage yeah learning how the other one talks yeah yeah, yeah that is a those are sorry good yeah. great no i'm go just ahead. saying those are some things that you know are top of mind when yeah. you ask that question right right no the you know i've been i am a i'm a process guy right in in operations in you know in the work in a place that i work there's something called as 
data, right? And there's something called as metadata, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know if you understand the, I'm sure you, 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 you guys understand, all right? So that metadata defines actually the data, mm -hmm. right? So met, it, it, it is data about data, right? Mm -hmm. And that metadata is driven by culture. Mm -hmm. So communication, though it's data, as you said, you get you know you can speak in English, but there's a, there's meta, right? That that, that understanding of that meta takes time yeah. before and context and that engagement because there's something called as mapping within that data and metadata. Sometimes the data might carry different metadata, and and you have to kind of map. Right? That's what's happening in communication essentially when you don't really catch one another, really don't understand one another. It's kind of not it's really it's really not about the data but it's about the metadata that's kind of driving some of that uh communication gap and, and same is the case with maya and i right um uh similarly we've had some deep communication challenges uh in the first i'd say three years it was it was you know it's horrific you know some i i used to blow up quite a bit you know i was an angry guy you know joby you might not believe it but um you know but i i a lot of that stuff was coming out and God was using her to sanctify me in some sense. And communication was a big challenge because we didn't, we didn't communicate well at all. And we just carried on with the communication styles that we had. So it's, I'm, I'm glad to hear that it's not a big issue, but it was an issue, but you guys are working through that. That's yeah. Awesome. And I think, and I think a lot of it is Lydia was being very gracious to me when, mm. you know, when, I was not talking her language and I'm hoping that I was also gracious to her yeah. and that kind of that kind of ensures that it doesn't become a bigger issue than it really is yeah. uh, because yeah. when two sinners come together we should expect communication issues like yeah. came from two different backgrounds and that's right uh, yeah I I think just that, that whole concept that I mentioned about now it's not about me and you who's winning right. we're on the same team that's exactly we have had to remind i had to remind myself of that he's not on the opposite team we're on the same team we're trying to do the same thing yeah so let's pull back and and evaluate like why why am i thinking that you're opposing me yeah right right the the fascinating thing is uh you know i do this triangle at workplace i say there's a strategy meaning you want to know where you want to get to Right. There's a structure, who is going to do what? Yeah. And then there's a culture, how do you do this? And most of the time we get tripped up in not where we want to go. Hey, we want to be like Christ, we want to be sanctified, whatever. Yeah. It's not who is going to do it. We're already, you know, the word of God kind of defines some of those roles and responsibilities and all that. But how, <laughs> you know, that's where we get kind of tripped up, right? In terms yeah. of how do we do this stuff is yeah. essentially where not just individuals and families, I think also in companies, it kind of it has a, I don't know, Joby, you probably are working and you, you kind of see that same challenge even at your workplace, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, but, but when you look at marriage, right? At workplace, maybe you can just stay silent and get away from that situation. But in, in marriage, it doesn't work that way. You don't get away <laughs> or in the same house. Uh, if it's not today, it's tomorrow. So yeah. you need to sort it out. And I'm I'm glad that that need to sort out is an important aspect because it's 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 part of sanctification. It's part of me realizing where I fall short to be to be like Christ. Um, 
because Christ is the ultimate head and yeah. while I try and resemble him I see how I fall short of that too right so uh, yeah 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 thank you friends hope you enjoyed that uh, section this is first of two episodes and I'm really looking forward to bringing you guys the second episode of this continued conversation with uh, Joby and Lydia it's, it was wonderful it was a, it was a joyful moment for me for to listen to their conversation i really loved uh, every aspect of that conversation marriage as I, i think i mentioned in the intro that it's really the foundation of joy of uh, of two people coming together as one and forms the basis for the foundation of uh, shaping our kids and the next generation and for society overall right so my and i have been married for 14 years we've known one another for 21 years uh, it's almost more than 50% of my life i've known my wife and it's been a joy and a pleasure to really participate in a deep friendship in marriage so hope you guys enjoyed the conversation if you have anything reach out to us through our website it's www.sharethewealth.community or you can leave us a comment in the platforms that you use for airing your podcast so uh have a good one uh, have a great weekend and i'll talk to you guys next week